verse 11 and 12, and God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them as a pattern. Sometimes we do this. My wife just cut up some regular old handkerchiefs. Amen. But I'd like the elders to pray for this. We're praying for healing. We're praying for deliverance. We're praying for just help in general to people who are struggling. I'm going to ask the elders to touch this with their hands. Amen. And ask you, if you will, join with us. Amen. Wherever these end up, amen, that miracles will take place. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Brother Huntington, if you'll come join us, just touch them right here while we're praying. God, we believe you for your miracle power, Lord. We simply stand, amen, on your word. We pattern what we do after what you did, God, in the book of Acts chapter 19. Thank you, Jesus. You said greater works than these shall you do. Hallelujah. Speaking of us, thank you for miracles, Lord healing and deliverance. Thank you for the infilling of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. I thank you for financial blessings and miracles. Hallelujah. As a result of this, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, give thanks and faith. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll place this right down here and uh, maybe uh, at some point before you get out of here, just come pick one or two or three or four. I don't know how many is here, maybe a hundred. I don't know, guessing. And, uh, you know, if you've got, uh, you know, I've, I've been into homes where it doesn't take a genius to figure out or a spiritual guru to figure out. It's just, it's just no peace and uh, it, it's turmoil and confusion. And if you've got any of that in your house, just take, you know, one or two of these and just place them around. You got a husband that won't do right and act right. Be a little sneaky about it and slip one under his pillow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Could be a wife. <laughs> they won't know what hit them. <laughs> Hallelujah. All things are possible to them that believe. All things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. One other thing I did want to bring out, the, the, our Sunday school quarter is about to end, uh, I think at the end of, of this month, August, so the, not, not right on the 1st of September, but the, the first Sunday of that begins a new quarterly. And so we want to get a, uh, and again, I'm on to take maybe a little poll here. Uh, we want all of our newest people, if you've never been through a new life class, uh, it's very, very important. Uh, I, you know, I see people who come in and then, you know, we're branded, y'all, as cult in some circles, everything you can name, because people don't understand. Uh, I, you know, before you walk out and before you leave and before you listen to somebody out there somewhere who just somehow reaches out into you know, in the middle of nothing and pulls out ideas, uh, you need to set through those like 10 lessons. And uh, we're going to, we want to put those new life classes in place of our Sunday school starts at 930 and it'll go that whole hour, 45 minutes to an hour. 
And so, and if you haven't gone through it lately, uh, you find out why we do what we do, why we believe what we believe, you know, the reasons. And most of those subjects have plenty, or scriptures, ample verses to prove, amen, to build our house on. So so if you are new in the church, if we just welcomed you here, uh, people like you and anybody else, it's not exclusive, anybody else can come and we welcome anybody to come sit in right here starting at 9.30. That is the plan. Now, if I can't get any new people in here, new life people, then, I mean, if it's two or three, we'll just do that, but... Uh, but we're going to just keep starting at 9.30. Wish you would. Hope you sign up. See Sister, see my wife, see Sister Debbie Morrison. Put your name down. We'll send out something and remind you uh, again of what's going on. So, so uh, listen, your spiritual progress, it, it can go, you can't get any deeper in the spirit than what your knowledge is of the word of the Lord. And I see people just oohing and on and, devil chasing and doing all kind of stuff it becomes silly after a while but the more you know amen about foundational things amen the stronger and the deeper you will get in the spirit speaking of deep I, I, I don't intend to get very deep today in fact it's a very simple thought and I'm doing this on purpose in fact I couldn't get away from this it's something I've preached all over all around and I've got a weird scripture but at least you know, we do have opposition, folks. At least it brings out it. Romans chapter 7, verse 21. Just that one verse, and then we'll go into some things, and hopefully we can help you. Uh, before I get started, let me, just, let me just tell you what I feel like my job description is here. Uh, I, I, I'm not trying to take something simple and make it complicated so everybody can think I'm wise and smart and educated. I, I think my job is to take something complicated and then make it simple. I think that's the real job description. And I'm thinking instead of telling everybody how hard it is and how tough it is and how unlikely it is that they could get a miracle or even live for God or be faithful or loyal or get victory over that, you know, no, no, no. I'm, I think my job is to tell you how easy it is and how simple it is because God is on our side and he desires to give good gifts to us. It's the enemy and the flesh that keeps telling you how difficult things are and how they're going to be from here on out because he's trying to discourage you. So just so you get the gist of what we're trying to get across here. Romans 7:21, Paul said, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. He called it a law or maybe it's a principle. You, you can't change some things, folks. We talked about it last week. We, listen, we shouldn't spend a lot of time trying to do things that we can't do, all right? And so this is one of them. The evil is going to be there, and it's going to war against us. And it's going to fight against us. And so one of the you know, one of the things about warfare is knowing who and knowing about your enemy. And so we need to know a little bit about this. And everybody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at somebody and smile at them and you can be seated. Uh, hey, you can't sit down. You didn't smile. No, I'm kidding. Sit down. <laughs> Hallelujah. My goodness. Praise God. I talked about, I, you got me thinking about the old stuff. You know you're old. You know you're old when you bend over 
to tie your shoes. And then while you're down there, you look around to see if anything else needs to be done. You, you know, you <laughs> I find myself, I told my wife this morning, I said, you know what? I just looked around one day. I woke up one day and I'm, I'm you know, I'm going slower and I'm given to this little ache and this little pain. I said, it just happened overnight, it seems. And so, hey guys, if, if y'all are young and if you feel good, enjoy it while you can. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. An evil spirit that always counters, always tries to hinder anything good or anything productive. That's what Paul was talking about here. Amen. When he was telling us that just get used to this. This is a law. This is a principle. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's easier to drift. But remember, you usually drift down. You don't drift upward. You adjust upward. You go upward on purpose. You determine to do certain things and you go against the current. That's how you accomplish things in the world. That's, it, that's because it's a principle. And that's also how you get things done in the spiritual world. And so just get used to that. Job 1 and 6, the sons of God came to present, present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them. I believe that Satan is probably the most faithful church member that we have. I don't believe he misses a service. He comes in and sits on the pew alongside you. And like Brother Green talked about in friendship today, he's sometimes friends, you know, we have friends and, and we look at them and we say, why do we need enemies with friends like this? Because they point out every flaw that we have and every problem that we've got and every shortcoming, but that's what the enemy does, amen. But I have to tell us, after Job was taken through this lengthy time of grief and anguish to make a long story short. I love that verse 22, whether it has anything to do with my message or not. I just couldn't leave that out. He did go through it and he was wondering where God was in the middle of all that, amen. But verse 22 tells us, he said, all this, Job sinned not nor charged God foolishly. Now that's the gold. That's what we're shooting for. That's what we're, where we're all trying to get to because the deal is that things will happen to you. you you're gonna fall in the pit. You're gonna stumble. You're gonna mess up. Amen. And so let's just keep a good spirit and a good attitude and hopefully, Brother Green, Brother Green we have a friend that's good enough and close enough and has mercy enough to help us back up. That's two are better than one. And so that's why we need the church and that's why we need friends, amen. Basically what, it's, what it meant was that Job in all of his trouble, and you talk about trouble, amen, everything that he loved was taken away from him, amen, but he didn't get an attitude toward God because of it. The enemy of our soul, he wants us to fear, he wants us to fail, but, but let, me, let me talk about fear just a little bit. So fear is not just getting scared. 
Fear is not like going to a spooky movie and, and, and getting a few goosebumps. That, that's not what, fear is misery. Let, let's, let's define this. Good. The fear is in this world right now. Our people are afraid in our country. We're scared. Amen. It's torment. Fear is, let me tell you what else it is. Fear is worry and anxiety. Let me just name another one. Fear is pressure. Which is the, all of this is the exact opposite of what God has provided and promised for each one of us. Peace, contentment, joy, rest, order, harmony. That's what God's promising his people. Amen. There is a powerful force from God that has been made available for each one of us. Why wouldn't we want to live for God? Why wouldn't we want to make our way to this altar and say, God, whatever it is that you have for me, I want it starting today. What would make us not want to do that? It's that what Paul was talking about. When I would do good, evil is always there present with me. And he goes on to say, he said, you know, when I want to do good, I somehow I can't do it, I do something bad. I'm just keep messing up. That's why, that's why we preach, we've preached for years. Listen, God will do almost everything for you. But it seems like God will leave one thing that he doesn't give you victory over and deliverance over. Let me tell you what that's for. Amen. That's for us to realize that we don't have it all together and it keeps bringing us to the altar. It keeps bringing us to tears and we began, and we know that we have to have help because if we ever did get victory over everything, nobody could live in the same room with us. No buttons would be on our clothes. We would pop all the buttons off. We'd put our nose so high up, amen, we'd be such proud people that if it rained, we'd drown. That's how we are, and God knows how we are, so he keeps allowing things that we can't handle and we don't have victory over, amen, to bring us to the altar. Oh, God, I need help. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, the spirit of God, amen. Oh, thank God for his spirit, his holy spirit. It will counter, it will push back, it will drive out, it will crush this spirit that keeps you in bondage and keeps you miserable and keeps you worrying. Spirit of the Lord will come in like a flood. It will raise up a standard against the enemy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Faith is the key though, folks. Faith is the key. I'm preaching a faith message right now. Faith is the switch, <laughs> that turns it on. Don't let nobody mess with your faith. You may mess up here and there and you probably will. Amen. But keep your faith because without faith, amen, the Bible tells us it is impossible to please him. So, so, so keep believing. I know I messed up. I know that I'm, I, I fell short. I know that I was unfaithful. I, I understand, but I, I still have faith. And that's what the scripture said. When he comes, will he find faith? Now listen, I'm a holy roller preacher. I'm a shouting preacher. I'm a tithe payer. Amen, I believe in, in, in living right and acting right and dressing right. 
Amen. But the, he didn't say, will he find holiness when he gets back or will he find righteousness or will he find modesty? He didn't say that. He's looking for something when he comes back he, and he asked a question, will he, find, will he find faith when he comes back? So don't lose, don't let the enemy mess with your faith. You know, I, you know, this is one of my favorite little little stories. You know, the Mark talks about it. I think in chapter we're not to go there, but 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 the little woman with the issue of blood. You know, we we've, we've preached all over that, read that, admired her spirit. Amen. Little woman that was sick. The Bible said she had been sick for twelve years. That's a long time. Not only was she sick twelve years, but she spent everything she had during that period. And, and, and the Bible said she was no better. King James says she was none the bettered. <laughs> down, in, down in North Louisiana, a little place called Aimwell, they use bettered. Like if you're supposed to do something and you didn't, you know, did you do that? You know, did you do that for me that I asked you to do that? And that's as a kid, that's coming back. And I don't know why, that's maybe part of getting old too. And, uh, well, I, I, and, and they would say, you the bettered. <laughs> Anybody ever hear that? Is that Mississippi or it's North? It's redneck. You'd the bettered, <laughs> but the, the Bible said she was none the better. <laughs> Spend it all. I don't know why I do. Y'all just y'all are so sweet. Y'all put up with all this stuff. I'm gonna get a point across or two though. <laughs> Hallelujah! I know they didn't say that up in New York, Sister Hyann. They didn't say that. See, I'm see I'm learning you something. All right. Praise God. <laughs> she spent everything she had trying to get better. She spent it on doctors and was no better. Then she heard that Jesus was in town. Hallelujah. I don't think she was looking for religion. I don't think she was looking to join the church and take the right hand of fellowship. I don't think that was it at all. This pressure and this worry and this trouble and this struggling life that she was in, she needed relief. She needed help. Hallelujah. I think we it's so easy for us, we church folks, to miss this and not understand it. Listen, there's some Jerry Kleins still out there. They don't know what to do. And they've tried religion. Somebody told me not long ago, you know, they said, we tried church and it didn't work. I mean, what flavor was it? It didn't work. Let me tell you what I believe church. Church, this is God, not, not just church. I'm not talking about the Kiwanis Club or an Amway me. I've been to places, you know, they had all the one-liners and they made you feel good and they made you laugh and, you know, everybody was smiling and it was like it was a, a toothpaste commercial. You know, there was all, they had all the good stuff to say and, and it just made you feel good. Hallelujah. God, boy. I'm talking about church. I know that organization don't do it. I know that pretty sermons won't do it. Nice one-liners don't do it. They make us laugh. But, but, but church, amen, where folks can be blessed and healed and delivered and, and their whole life can be altered. I quote the scripture often. Paul said, those things I used to love, now I hate. He was talking about a change, Sister Jan, from within. 
It starts down under your gizzard somewhere, in your gut. And you don't have to have anybody explain to you, oh, this is God. No, you know, I know this is something. People walk in here and right in the middle of praise and worship, amen, they start feeling something deep down inside. And it's, it was, and it's not because of a comedian in the pulpit. It's because there's a spirit moving through this house and it's touching people who are hungry and in search for something from God. Hallelujah. Amen. So she heard that Jesus was in town. You know, when somebody says church didn't do it for me, something rises up inside of me. You know why? Because I know that God's church is, listen to me closely, amen. God's church is the answer to everything. I said it's the answer to everything. Anything, you can't come up with something. Oh, that don't work for church. No, no, no. Listen, I told somebody, amen, not too long ago about what they were doing and what the church was. I said, you know what? What you Like a hospital or like an AA meeting. I said, I'm not against any of that. I'm for that. If it'll help you and bless you, that's fine. But I said, listen, listen, you can take the horse and buggy if you want. We don't preach against horse and buggies. But if there's a Cadillac sitting right here, I'll just take the Cadillac every time. Hey, listen, if you want to light your way with a kerosene lantern or a candle, we don't preach against candles and kerosene lamps. You can use that in your house if you want. I like to just step through the door and flip the switch. That's the difference. There's other ways to get things done. I understand that. Amen. But I'm talking about church. Amen. And I'm, church comes from a Greek word, the Greek word is ecclesia. You know what it means? It means the called out ones. It means the separated, the different. We're kind of weird. In fact, Peter said we are peculiar people. You know what the church is doing right now? I, I, this is kind of not in my notes, but let me tell you what the church is doing right now. In general, the church is trying to, to, to be like the world where we can reach the world. You know, if y'all got your shirt untucked, I'm not, a, I'm not preaching against that. I'm not a clothesline preacher anyway, but, but just, you know, the little suits that, that look like they're too little, you know, I understand that's a style right now. And I understand, I, I ain't wearing those though. I'm telling y'all, just telling you I'm too old. <laughs> and, and, you know, I understand, the, I, I don't use the pulpit too much. I just do a little, but you know, the, the stool on the, D, on the here and the shirt untucked and, you know, coming, I'm not coming out here with a mug of coffee. I'm not doing that. And then listen, it, 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 my first name is Charles, and a lot of my nickname's Charlie. I don't get offended when you call me Charlie. I, maybe, I don't know why I'm doing Maybe somebody needs this. <laughs> it's first name basis. You know what the pastor's doing who allows that? He's bringing himself down where everybody, oh, I'm just like you. Let me just tell you now, I'm not just like you. I'm not better than you. It's a respect thing. It's like people in the South, you know. It, 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 it's about respect. You know, we got, we, got, we got military people around here. We got people who've been in the military and connected with the military. You don't call people by the first name. You stand to attention when that officer comes through. If, if he's some higher rank than you, amen, you stand to attention and you salute him and respect him and, I, and you don't sit down, amen, until he lets you sit down. I don't know, we know how to take this. I have some of you ladies that stand up, amen. Uh, 
you know, uh, Sister Susie, she's always does this, you know, and, and one or two of you others. Uh, Sister Valerie does. I said, no, no, don't, don't, don't do that. I don't want you to, I, you know, I still have problems with this. But you know where that comes from? A deep down respect for the man of God. And the enemy wants around, he comes around and he wants to tear all that down. Amen. And he wants me to be Charlie to some of you. It don't bother me. That's my name. But it's probably not good for you. I was telling somebody the other day, you know, I, you know, since I, I got sick and, you know, we, but we used to go golfing often. I used to go with Ron Libby and Chester Wright and Mike Mangold and several others. We'd go golfing pretty regular. The golf course means it's all first name. Everybody's on the same level. But you know what? It's the toughest, hardest. I've done it, but I feel so, so very uncomfortable causing, calling Brother Wright Chester. Hey, Chester, it's just something inside of me. And he's okay with it, and he's told me that. He gets a good laugh. His wife's from Mississippi. He gets a good laugh. It's hard to get Chester Wright to laugh. I can do it, though. I see him get out of the car. Somebody and I say, hey, Alice Faye. Her name is Alice Faye. And he said, nobody calls her Alice Faye but you. <laughs> That's how you do it down there. If you got a middle name, you use that, especially if somebody's serious about it. Alice Faye, how you doing? <laughs> Amen. I, you know, I'm okay with whatever you want to do, you know, but let me just, just, just a little stuff that might help you a little bit. Amen. When you respect somebody, that's a, that's a spirit in our country right now. Just pull all that down and old Joe and, you know, old Bill and, old, hey, John, you know, no, no, hey, listen, I'm not doing that. I'm old-fashioned. I'm dating myself right now. But the Bible tells us that this little woman heard about Jesus and it says that she made her way through the press. In other words, she made her way through the pressure in her attempt to get to Jesus. I mean, I'm seeing this just a little different. I know this is familiar and it may not be anything new to you, but it's a sad day for people who need healing and blessings when the greatest obstacle to get to Jesus, the greatest obstacle is religious people. People who can quote scriptures. They can do it in Hebrew. They can do it in Greek, but they're in the way. The Pharisees were all around Jesus and they still are because somebody says, well, what's that gonna do? I mean, make this relevant. You got religious folks the Bible said one of the signs of the end times that men would have a form of godliness, but they would deny the power. What kind of, oh, the power to heal a woman that's been sick and spent everything she had. The power to take people off of drugs, amen, amen. You don't need drugs anymore. You got something more powerful than all of that. Folks that tell you that don't happen anymore. Somehow they've misplaced their faith Hallelujah, Pharisees. And this woman had to get through all. You know Jesus had no problems out of sinners. I mean, he went to the woman at the well. She'd been married five times. It just obviously her life was messed up. And here Jesus was at the well witnessing and talking to her. So he had no problem. The woman taken in the very act of sin and the Pharisee, the religious people had their stones ready 
And this is what the law said to do. Now, what are you gonna do? Hey, I don't condemn you. Now, he did have a little word for her. He said, just stop doing that. He said, you go and sin no more. It doesn't mean that he, that he condoned what she was doing in her lifestyle, but it meant that he wasn't judgmental toward her. It was, that, it was that there's hope for you and there's help for you. Amen. There's deliverance for you and I can help you here. First help I can do is keep these religious folks from stoning you to death. Well, she had to get through, this little woman had to get through and past all of these folks who knew God. And the really truth about the matter was they knew about God and there's a huge difference. You can know all about him and not know him. I was told just recently that a local pastor told one of our members that he was a part of a cult, that the member was a, you're part of a cult. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we're supposed to be the judgmental people. We're supposed to be the one, oh, you're judging me. No, no, no. This was a, that sounds pretty judgmental to me. It's because that we believe in one God. Didn't the Bible say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord? And him only shalt thou. It didn't never said them. It said him. Hallelujah. And when Jesus came on the scene, he wasn't junior. <laughs> he was God. Scripture's pretty clear on that. Manifest in the flesh. And they're mad about it and don't like us and don't let us fellowship with them and to be a part of them. And one friend Amen. He had, had people coming. He was winning people from a, from a church, a denominational church, and people were coming, getting the Holy Ghost, getting baptized. Amen. And I remember the guy said, the, the, the local pastor of the denominational church called and said, when are you going to stop taking my people? He said, when you start preaching the truth, then I'll stop taking them. You start preaching what the Bible said and quit leaving out a bunch of stuff. Amen, and we'll be in good shape around here. Hallelujah. But anyway, the guy did say it. Amen, and that's the, that is the reason. Jesus said, you'll be hated of all men for my name's sake. What's wrong with baptizing people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Amen. What's wrong with that? Listen, I, I, I didn't write the Bible I'm not, I don't claim to be a Bible scholar. I am only a student of the word and sometimes I think I'm a pretty poor student. But I can read and I can understand most of what I read. And there is not even one place in the Bible, not one, where anyone was baptized in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Not one. I think we have ground to stand on and preach, amen. The, the disciples knew exactly what Jesus meant when he instructed them in Matthew 28, 19, go ye therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name, singular, of the Father, Son, and they knew what his name was. They knew there was only one saving name. They wasn't mistaken. He told them to do it. And that's what they did. 
Amen. They commanded people to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And they continued using that name in baptism until the universal church changed the formula to Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. And it bothers the religious establishment that we didn't follow them outside of God's word. But we're the bad people. You know what? We have to learn something. Amen. And I hope we do. I'm took the time out just to say that. I think that's important. Hallelujah. But, 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 but here's what we must keep at the very center of our mission. Hurting people are not concerned in the least about our religious differences. While we fuss about this and fuss about that and we argue and we bicker and we have theological scraps about all kind of scriptures, amen, and the world is lost and going to hell, amen. People are bound up with every imaginable situation that they have. We need to be releasing the spirit and the presence of God to help folks, amen, in this last day revival that was promised to us. I don't want to get sidetracked. I don't know about you. Amen. We're just going to deal with this as we go, but we're going to open this altar in a little while. If you've never been filled with the Spirit, then you can do that today. If you've never been renewed in the Holy Ghost lately, you can have that taken care of today. And we're probably not going to agree on all of our theology here. But, but some of that, I'm not saying, you know, I know Paul said, study to show thyself approved. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly divide. I understand that. I, I'm not trying to raise up a bunch of dummies around here. Amen. We do need to know what the word, but we need to know, you know, how to leave it alone sometimes. You know, some people, some people, you know, they just want to win the argument. I'd rather, you know, they say you can either, either win the argument or you can have a friend. I, I'd rather have the friend if I possibly can. Hallelujah. Amen. So we got we to gotta keep, you know, the mission in mind. We have to, you know, we have to put this thing first. Amen. And revival is it because a lot of this stuff, God will reveal it to us. Uh, listen, they care about the trouble that they're in. I'm talking about this world. That's what they care about. Hallelujah. And the lack of peace in their lives. And that's what Jesus is interested in. He got in trouble for healing a man on the Sabbath day. I told you the Pharisees were there and they're still around. You interrupt our service and some pray for somebody to get healed? Or say, yes, we will. In fact, we're dying to be interrupted. If it's God, come, come to think about it, this sick woman's spirit probably wasn't right. Maybe I'm just throwing. So I don't want to go outside the word of the Lord, but 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 God gives us wiggle room here, Amen. Maybe we can think just a little bit. Her approach to Jesus was different from a trained and or refined religious person. Talk about trained. My brother-in-law James Elliot was raised in the church. He was so he was so learned about scriptures and the things of God that he couldn't get the Holy Ghost for years. I don't want to be trained that well. He had a certain way that God was going to do it. He was going to stand a certain way and the preacher was going to preach the right. Listen, and none of that happened. 
I'm talking about years and years. And he came up to visit us. I took him down to Ron Libby's church. Revivals broke out and people were all in the altar and he was right down in the middle of us where he didn't want to be. He wanted to kneel right or stand right, hold his hands right. And he wanted to lift his hands and he wanted God to fill him with the Holy Ghost. I preached to him about faith. Hallelujah. Simple faith. Hallelujah. Faith, now faith, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Or not understood or not figured out. Amen. You just need to step out on faith. Hallelujah. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost tonight right in the middle of all of this. Amen. And God did fill him with the Holy Ghost. And it didn't work out anything like he had envisioned. You just step out. Hallelujah. You know, those who get things from God, uh, I don't think they're recognized because of how well-versed they are. (laughs) Oh, this one knows the scripture. He knows how to pray eloquently. And now, I don't think God does that. Now I'm going to, no, that's not it. Or how strong or talented. But but the, the real reason is God blesses people who are weak and helpless. That's what he goes by. Amen. God's people have always been insufficient. They've always been inadequate. You know, you know, I, you know, I, I feel like, and I've said it before here, that when God's in the room and he's looking for somebody to, to, that he wants to preach and he's going to call, that, that he looks for the most, uh, you know, illiterate in some cases, unqualified person in the room and then calls him. You know why? Because he said, my glory, I will not give to another. I'm, when it's all, it's going to be a God thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we know that we are inadequate and that our very existence depends on God, then is when we become extraordinary. Why? Because our God is extraordinary. Hallelujah. Who through faith, amen, that wonderful, beautiful 11th chapter Amen, of the book of Hebrews, the faith chapter, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, I highlighted this part right here, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. This power Amen. It comes through faith. In other words, there is there is power in faith, whether it's insufficient or not. Didn't Jesus say that if you have faith, he didn't say if you had a lot of faith, he said if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, y'all quiet on me, amen. Say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast in the, listen, the mountain has no choice in the matter if it's fear in your life. Amen, if it's worry in your life, if you're just kind of scared of it, you don't know. Listen, listen, just step out by faith. I know you got faith. You had, a, you had at least a mustard seed faith that brought you to church. Hallelujah. Amen. When we say insufficient faith, maybe we just mean little faith or, or just shaky faith or just what I, you know, my faith, I need, you know, listen, I don't know, but, but, it, but it's just not some big, powerful thing. It's not something you can bring in in a huge suitcase with wheels on it. There's my faith. It's so big. Look at the faith I've got. 
One guy said one time he had so much faith, all he had to do was just hang a chicken over a pot of water and it'd become soup. <laughs> all I got to say about it would probably be weak soup. <laughs> you got all kind of folks. One guy told Brother Billy Talbot, if you'll let me have that microphone, he said he was just, he was just so excited and on fire. He said, if you let me have the microphone, he said, I'll preach the bark off of that pulpit up there. Brother Talbot said, nah, we leave the bark right where it's at. You know, I'm gonna let go and preach. You know, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I got it. Just turn me loose. Hallelujah. Praise God. But there's power in faith. You know, people of faith create change wherever they go. Someone once said the, the action of heaven is governed by action on earth. Now, that, that action word brings a thought to my mind. You know what? You, you have all kind of faith, but if you just sit there with it, it won't accomplish much. I think those disciples in the boat during the storm, I think they had some faith. I don't believe they were faithless people, but Peter, amen, he had enough faith to climb out of the boat. He asked God. God never told him to come out on that raging sea, but Peter wanted to do something extraordinary. That's what faith does. Faith creates action, movement. Listen, it can be going on all around you, but I, listen, to, to, to get part of what's going on, you have to move. The crippled man by the side of the road, rise, take up thy bed. God, Jesus always asks people to do something. Get up, and in the process of getting up, that's when the healing came and the blessing came and delivered. He could have just sat there. I believe the man that was, you know, the blind man, Bartimaeus, old Bart, he heard the crowd and heard Jesus was in that crowd. The Bible said he began to cry out to God. You know, what would the other side of that coin, what would the flip side of that story be if, if, if he just said, well, you know, Jesus is coming by. I heard he's coming by. You know, it's nice, and maybe he'll stop by where I am. The flip side of that is simply Jesus would have passed on by him. There was even people telling him to be a little more dignified. You know, hey, Bart, listen, calm down over here and be quiet. The Bible said he cried out the more. When people try to get you to settle down and behave and be dignified and be quiet, that's a sign. Just get a little louder. Just pray a little longer. Just shout a little higher. Hallelujah, because Jesus is coming by. That's what faith does. True faith. I got got to hurry to a close here. Amen. Let's all stand together. Brother Bryant, come up here and make me sound spiritual. Somebody said this. Listen, there's going to be, when you move in faith, the conditions are not always going to be just right and appropriate. Hallelujah. Nothing would ever be attempted if all possible objections had to be overcome first. We got to get this right and get that. That's like my brother-in-law. Get that right and this all comes together. And then I will step forward and stand up and I'll look good while I'm doing it. That's when God, no, no, listen, he is, God is not our spiritual bellboy. 
Hallelujah. He's in control here. And when we submit to him, hallelujah, things will begin to happen. I feel like running right now. Whew. What do you feel? Oh, oh, I want some. Remember, faith is an action word. Not passive. Hallelujah. Praise God. This little sick woman who was oppressed and broken pressed her way past a lot of strong, healthy, and like we said, well-versed religious people in order to get to her miracle. I'm just surmising, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to preach anything that's not scriptural, but I don't think this woman had any idea how much Jesus loved her. She knew nothing of his mercy, knew nothing about his goodness. Now we who know about the scripture, we can preach about that and talk about how wonderful and how good and he's been good to us and you know, we can do that. But I'm, I'm trying to reach people out there that don't know all of this stuff. She had a total misconception of his character. Hallelujah. Her reason for wanting to touch his garment was totally selfish. Totally selfish. You know, I, I, I'm reminded, because, you know, we, we used to preach, you know, got to get right. And I remember people back in the 60s when people in the early 70s and men's hair was long and bushy. And, you know, we know, we read the scripture. We know that, that Paul said, doesn't even, even nature itself teach you this? It's a shame for a man to have long hair. And so we knew people in our community, pastors, who wouldn't baptize a guy that had long hair. Hey, go get a haircut. <laughs> Of course, I was young and stupid and wild and crazy, and we broke all the attendance records in the little church that we pastored and just kept filling it up and praying people. I said, hey, just send them on over here to us. We'll baptize every one of those long-haired hippies that you got, and we'll let the Holy Ghost work on them and bless them and change them and work on them. You don't have to get people right to receive the things of God. Don't expect them to line up and do everything right. Listen, listen, this, this woman had everything wrong and her reasoning for coming after Jesus was, like I said, totally selfish reasons. Her reasons were all wrong. Her motives were wrong. She does not want to meet Jesus. We better wise up, church. Hallelujah. She, she just wants what she wants. She wants what she needs. And listen, we better take advantage of what God is allowing to happen in our world today. There's trouble all around us. Amen. People are losing their jobs and, and taxes are going up. And, you know, this and that. It's a list of things that are not good. And you can get depressed after a while. Hallelujah. I, I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't know how to do better than just just simply say this to us, that, that even though she was, her motives were wrong, her attitude wasn't right, she was selfish in what she was doing, but here's the bottom, here's the, here's the closing out remark, but it worked. I said, but it worked. And I'll say one other thing, it. it still works. Just come to Jesus. 
Just come believing. Just come in thanksgiving. You got needs today. You got situations that you're miserable in. You got a sickness that you can't deal with. You're just tired of the doctors and you're tired of the medication and you're tired of zoning out. That's what some of them do. You know, my back's been giving me a little problem. You know, never had any much back problem. I get a little catch in my lower back for years and every couple of days it'd straighten out. And it, but but it's, it's higher in my back. And, uh, you know, they, they my, my, I tell my wife, I said, you know, these pain pills that we can take. I said, you know, I, they say they just work real good. But I said, wouldn't that be dangerous? Just last night, I said, wouldn't that be dangerous? You got a problem back in there, and then you just take something, and you, it, you, don't, you don't know what year it is now. <laughs> you don't care what year it is. <laughs> you know? And then you go out and jump rope and play volleyball and skip. Yes, you break something back there. The pain is there for a reason and for a purpose. It's to tell you that something is not right. Maybe I'm old, too old-fashioned, but I, you know, I'm just like, well, I don't think I'll take any Medicaid. But, but you know, if we're just swallowing down everything that the doctor gives us. By the way, they're making a chunk of money off of that. Did you know that? Yeah. I tell a story about my wife. Had a little high blood pressure, a little high sugar, a little this thing, you know, and I'm in the office with her. This is a foreign doctor. And he comes out, and I think, He's, he's where I'm in the office with him and he's like, well, I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna give you that. He take, he was like using all the paper out of the prescription book. I'm gonna give you a little bit. Literally, it was a book. Hmm. We got good insurance thanks to you. And the doctor sees that and knows that. And I said, honey, I want that to, I, whatever you wanna do, you just do that. But I said, I mean, he's running all the ink out of that pen <laughs> for you to just take up all kind of stuff You'd be a zombie eating all that stuff. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's my witness right there. It's all right. Hey. God agrees with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith. I understand. I went to the hospital. I understand. I still go to the doctor. I understand that. Listen, you got to be careful with that. Our whole life is wrapped around whatever the doctor said. I'm here to tell somebody tonight, amen, right here today, amen. Faith will take, it'll move that mountain. It, it'll give you the authority and the power to have victory over that. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 You know, well, I just don't know. I'm not living. You know, he never said anything about how you're living. Those lepers that God healed, he never said, hey, now, are you paying your tithes? Are you, you dressing right? Are you you're not talking about your name? And he, none of that. If you have faith right now, <laughs> I'm going to heal you. There's healing service and then there's salvation services. I feel a healing, miraculous healing spirit to, to, right here. Right now, amen. Somebody's hurting inside. Hallelujah. Somebody's sick. Jesus' name. You know, I somehow or other, I'm kind of slow, but somehow or other, I didn't put this together for a while. Amen. If you look up the word sick or sickness in the Bible, you know what it'll have in there? It'll have several little 
you know, descriptions of, of, of what that is and what that means and, you know, sickness, you know, it'll, it'll be pain. But, but you know what? I miss this. Disorder. Sickness is a disorder. Hallelujah. You get things in order. Hallelujah. God's the only one can do that for us. Jesus' name. Brother Bernie, my, my spirit's just going out to you right now. This man's been in pain and don't say anything about it. I mean, he's a tough old boot. He's another one I wouldn't want to get in a fight with. Hallelujah. But he's suffering and been suffering. Amen. Somebody's telling on him, but he's doing it. Amen. I just, I just really, really, really want God to touch Brother Bernie today. Hallelujah. He's got a tender heart. Amen. And that faith that he has, let's just join with him. He's got faith. Faith brought him up here. Hallelujah. Bless this man with healing today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, you promised it to us that we had faith. God, whatever we ask, you would give it to us. We would receive it in Jesus' name. We speak it in the name of Jesus. We curse the pain. We curse the sickness. We curse the disorder. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We claim it right now. We claim it. We claim it right now. We claim it for your glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Sister Jan, in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. We are so helpless. We are so powerless. Hallelujah. We are so insufficient. But our faith is in Jesus, who is all powerful, all knowing. Hallelujah. Omniscient, omnipotent. In the name of Jesus, God, honor this faith right now, Lord. Bless her faith. Bless her family, God. Bless her situation. Save her children. We just lay hold on it. Let's just lay claim to it, Jay. And that's right. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. That's it. Go ahead and claim what you need from the Lord right now. Claim what you need from him right now. God's touching us. God's moving through us right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for your Holy Ghost. Our God is greater 
Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God, our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Water, you turn into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. None like you. Into the darkness you shine. And out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. None like you. God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God, our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God is healer, Awesome in power, our God, our God. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? If our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? Hallelujah! Oh, what could stand against us? Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God, our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God is healer, Awesome in power, our God, our God. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against?
if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? Hallelujah. Oh, what can stand against? Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God. Our God. Our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God. Our God. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome in power, our God. Our God. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome in power, our God, our God. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, what can stand against us? Against. Hallelujah. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Say, our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome in power, our God, our God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, there's no God like you, Jesus. God, you're stronger than everything that we face. God, you're greater than every circumstance, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, 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 oh,
to worship you. I live, I live to worship you. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, to worship you. I live to worship you. I live, I live to worship you. Seek to worship you. I live to worship you. I live to worship you. I live, I live to worship you. you I live to worship you I live I live to worship you sing oh oh, 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 oh. Hallelujah, let's sing it to him. Oh, to worship. 
worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live. To worship you, Lord, to worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live. To worship you. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live. To worship you, oh, 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 to worship you, I live, to worship you, I live, to worship you, I live, I live, to worship you. you I live to worship you I live I live to worship you oh, 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 oh. cry this week. Amen. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live. To worship you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can pray if you want to stay and pray. Amen. Let's love one another as we leave this place. Let's prepare to be here next week for Kids Church on Wednesday. Prayer on Thursday, Friday night youth service. Amen. God bless you. Hug somebody's neck as you leave. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Don't forget the prayer cloth. If you need a prayer cloth, get get uh, uh, any number of them if you want. Amen. Long as they last. They have oil, and they've been anointed. Hallelujah.